fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, 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 hi. What's up, everybody? It's Thursday, August 18th, 2011, episode 84 of the Hotbox. My name is Matt. My name is Ian. Welcome. Every uh, Thursday, we've kind of been sticking with uh, around 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. For the, for the most part. That. Uh, 406-204-4687. Give us a call, especially if you have a question. If you have a discussion that you would like to take place. We're more than happy to accommodate that. Uh, Yeah, you can watch live whenever we do these shows with video. Did I mention that these are live video and audio shows? Hotboxpodcast.com slash live. You can watch my camera, Ian's camera. There's a chat there. We interact live with everyone. And uh, just kind of talking about mostly local to Montana. We broadcast out of Kalispell here, 59901. And just discussing what's wrong with the world today in regards to cannabis. We had a good thing going back in 04. It tried to get repealed. We said, nay, you will not repeal this. And they said, well, fine, then we're going to reform the shit out of it. And we said, we said nay, but they did it anyways. And so now we're, uh, what are we doing? We're out collecting signatures. Yes, we are. For, yes, uh, still, is that still IR, collecting signatures. IR-124? Yes, that, that's what it's called. All right. And if you go to hotboxpodcast.com slash forums, I created a new section called Cannabis Activism. Everything petition-oriented, all the stuff I get from the mailing list, uh, that's where it all go. I got a few things up there right now. You can check it out. Lots of great information, so... This is it, episode 84. We're here, you're here. Uh, You can listen to these after the fact at hotboxpodcast.com. There's a website you can play every episode from one to this one once I post it this evening. And then you can leave comments. We can have discussions on the forums. Uh, There's a Facebook page at facebook.com slash hotboxpodcast. And you can also follow us on Twitter to if you want to know when the show goes live because we're not really adhering to a set schedule uh, that much so if you want to know you can sign up there and it'll send a message to your phone it's like hey oprah's on oh wait so is hotbox podcast i'm going home gotta watch this gotta listen (laughs) and then uh, yeah if you're subscribed every time there's a new episode it will auto magically get posted right to your ipod your droid whatever you use uh, to listen to podcasts but of course the easiest way is just listen right on the site or listen live as we do it we're doing it live. So we had a, uh, a couple comments left on the site. Uh, this one from episode 82. Joe says, Hi, I'm a hardworking, taxpaying citizen of the Silver Bow County, Montana. I was born and raised here in Montana. I believe that cannabis is not for everyone, but I also believe local counties should have the freedom to legally grow, process, and sell cannabis to those 18 or older for any purpose if the people choose to. And he's kind of echoing your sentiments about how it isn't for everyone. I've always kind of been of the, the, the mind state that, you know, anyone can really smoke it, and the worst that's going to happen is you'll go, you know, you'll get a little anxious and this and that. You came at it with, you know, it's, it's like um, 
it's not for everyone. Some people will have adverse reactions to it, and he's he's kind of agreeing with that. In a, yeah, and not only like physical adverse re- reactions, but more over, so mentally. Well, right. mentally, and then you know, for prolonged use, you know, right. people do. There are it does do damage uh, psychologically to individuals and socially to people. Oh, not everybody, obviously, exactly. but there are those individuals, and these individuals, I, you know, not everybody, but I think that some of them have a lack of self control. But they, what it comes down to is the fact that we need that choice. You can't dictate who can and who cannot we need to be able we the people to make that choice I, uh, that's kind of a slippery slope mostly sure I mean, you know on it's kind of a double-edged sword i like i said earlier i, I on different shows is that i i i really believe or feel strongly for survival of the fittest and that everybody should be able right. to make their own decisions and if you decide to make decisions that aren't beneficial for you that's your bad then then Lay that's <laughs> your those are your decisions and i and and personally i i honor those from uh, that's the freedom that we embrace being a part of america is the the freedom to make choices correct that dictate our bodies and our minds correct but th- right. but that's not how we do things in america that's that's what we say that's but the that's idea that's not what we do right because with most things, we regulate or monitor or control the decisions that people make. You right. Know, uh, to maximize profits. Or to... Or to like control. We, the nanny state thing. How, exactly. we're, how we're dumbing everything down to take care the of least the, common the, denominator. the leakest wink. Link, <laughs> the leakest wink. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> um, so, so it's not for everybody. And I think that a lot of people figure that out on their, on, on their own. You know, right. They, the smart ones. Well, sure. Sure. They, they use cannabis and, and maybe they decide after some time that they don't necessarily like cannabis. And, right. And I've even had patients that have never used cannabis before, gotten their registry card. Card, tried using cannabis for a, an amount of time and then decided that it isn't what they wanted or isn't doing what they needed it to right. or or whatever. They just decided that it wasn't for them. And so they, they discontinue using the medical marijuana, program. which again is their choice. Absolutely. For and, sure. and, and I agree with that. And so um, from society's view, though, uh, we like to say that we have the freedom to do those things, but in reality, we, we don't necessarily have those freedoms. We have the freedom to say we have the freedom. Correct. But not in practice. We, we, we regulate, um, besides uh, tobacco and alcohol and the other legal highs, we regulate all the other substances that are doled out to anybody that's 18 or older. Right. When you're giving a when you're given a prescription, you're given a certain amount you, that is regulated to you. When you get a prescription for say Valium, you can't just go and buy as many Valium as you would like. Give me the Valium Alioup. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, be, and what would happen regulated. if people could? We would be sleeping all of us. Right. And then not only that, but you would have the individuals that would be um, have enough self-control or regulation of themselves. They'd be able right. to manage their use of that substance and they'd have no issues. And with they'd it. be fine and we'd never hear about it. But then we'd also hear about the ones that are making the paper that were streaking naked through church. Correct. The people that uh, have a problem with drug abuse. And right. And like and Justin Fan Light Brown says, just ban everything but Jesus. And it, it, <laughs> I, I, maybe you can kind of see it starting to go that way, which is kind of sad, but I no. Let's who, who's let's praying not. to end gay marriage or who was that Jesus? I, I can't remember who was praying huh. to end things. They were like trying to pray to end. Homosexuality you know they found a they found a loophole in Cuba 
where all you have to do is get your gay lover to get a sex change, and then you can marry them, and it's A-OK. No kidding. You know, in, in Brazil, you cannot serve more than 30 years in prison? Really? So if you get conv- There's been serial uh, killers in Brazil that have killed hundreds of people, and usually they serve anywhere from 15 to 20-some-odd years. That's the sweet spot? Yeah. The rehabilitation? Yeah. Well, you're free to go. Well, you killed, I'll see you, you killed next 200 week, babies. You killed 200 babies and, <laughs> oh, and did all these crimes. Uh, uh, 15 years. Sure. Sounds good. Nice. Uh, to continue, Joe says, therefore eliminating the black market out of state cannabis while at the same time creating a local economic boost, creating more homegrown jobs that actually benefit the state, prohibiting kids from buying cannabis from the corner guy, and stopping the arrest, prosecution, and oppression against cannabis consumers and growers. What you're saying is the I've got mine nonsense that Big Tobacco and Big Pharma will, quote, take money away from the little guy when that is a false assumption. The main point is that nobody should be treated as a second-class citizen just because they use cannabis. Please reconsider your stance on a legal system that would actually benefit the community. Okay. Uh, and that was, I, like I, might I attack said... This, I might not attack, but I might go through this backwards. <laughs> it says, please reconsider your stance on a legal system that would actually benefit the community. I, I don't know if I... Is I, that an oxymoron? Can a, a legal system is set up to profit from your mishaps, from your mistakes, from your bad deeds, right? Um, uh, and to correct a behavior. But at the same time, there's a huge profit there. Yes, there is. But my stance... Uh, is, we weren't talking about my stance on the legal system. Right. We were talking about my stance on a particular uh, ideology. Like, we were talking about my stance on an idea about cannabis. Full-blown legalization Not the entire, as right. opposed to... So if we reconsidered my stance on the legalization of cannabis that would actually benefit the community... I would go with that, but I, I really think that our legal system hurts our communities more. Than well, absolutely. Benefits. When so, you have cops sitting there waiting for you, praying for you to do something <laughs> wrong absolutely. just so they can get that quota filled so that, you know. And and I completely agree. Nobody should be treated as a second-class citizen Ever. because they use cannabis. Ever. I mean, that is a decision that you have made and by no means is a judgmental attitude. And I think Jesus would right. Jesus would go along with this. Jesus but, didn't treat anyone as a second-class citizen. And honestly, if you want to get down to it, when you're drunk <laughs> and you're puking on yourself and hitting on the 300-pound whale, I would consider you a second-class citizen. You now, would? I would. Why would you be so judgmental? Because you have puke all over yourself, and it stinks. Go Ugh. clean up. Ugh. You can't walk. That just puts you on the you same just... level as them. Okay. okay. I, I apologize for um, that. That was a mean let, comment. Let's get into the body of his comment. Sure. And, um, so the first few sentences here about how getting rid of the black market from out-of-state cannabis, uh, local economic boosts, more homegrown jobs, nice pun, no. um, and, and prohibiting kids from buying cannabis from the corner guy, which is already prohibited. Do kids buy alcohol still? Or they find a way to, to get alcohol I'm before sure. they're 21? Yeah, absolutely. Did you when you were 20? 1918 allegedly? When I was 20. I know. We would pay homeless people five bucks and they'd go in and do it. No worries. Or steal it. Or steal it. You know, the, fight a the nickel. smash and grab. Right? Yeah. Um, Regardless of how much you regulate, it's always going to find a way. You've regulated the shit out of the pharmaceutical industry, and there's still pills all over the streets. Absolutely. You cannot stop it. It's human nature. Absolutely. And stopping the arrest, prosecution, and oppression against cannabis consumers and growers. I completely agree. Um, 
what I'm saying is that I've got mine nonsense. Um, I, I don't know Do you what in I fact have. Have yours? I, I don't I don't know what that would be. <laughs> I am not a provider. Uh, I am not a patient. Do you want to reiterate your position in this whole I movement? I merely manage a medical marijuana uh, dispensary. I have no patients. I am not a patient myself. You're a I, business owner. Or uh, a runner, business manager, right, right. manager, and right. also a volunteer with right. I'm a, I'm a district captain uh, for uh, patients for repeal. I mean, patients for reform, not repeal. Um, I'm also a he's board. an undercover mole. Ah! I'll take care of it, guys. Look at all these signatures I've collected for. I don't get it. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I'm I'm also a council member with the MTCIA. I. I probably volunteer 30 hours a week of my At time um, to to help benefit the patients that are in Montana. Uh, and not only the patients, but even the individuals that are against medical cannabis, um, even though they don't understand what we're doing. And we've reiterated this multiple times. This is about rights. This is about the right to choose yay or nay. This isn't the about the right to smoke weed. No, this is actually the sanctity of voting. Exactly. The, the petition that we're doing is is to take the the new cannabis law and put it back to the voters. And and last night I was at the Flathead County Fair and I, I talked to probably about a hundred people. I gathered twenty signatures from these individuals. Um, half of them were for pe- from people that didn't necessarily like marijuana they they i had to explain to them what the petition was about and that the petition only is taking the issue and putting it on the ballot which would give them an opportunity to vote against it they would sign the petition um what i do have is a job an hourly Word to that and and i have an hourly job I, I i get paid less than me probably <laughs> I, actually I, I i just put in an obscene amount of hours right um so what I do have, though, uh, is b- besides my hourly position um, at a dispensary, is uh, uh, most of my life being my current life being volunteer vol- voluntarily given away um, to benefit individuals that either a can't fight for their rights or b are too lazy to do so. Um, so what I do have, though, in addition to that as well, is an idea that if you were to make something legal, a lot of these uh, concerns that you have, it doesn't necessarily change. If if cannabis was legal, even even though uh, we could grow it locally, that, that doesn't necessarily mean that it wouldn't be grown somewhere else and imported. Uh, caregivers in the state now are still importing cannabis from other states, even though that they're legally able to grow it for themselves. And Is that they can't keep up with demand or that they're getting a better price? I mean, I don't want you I to can't, put words I, I, in I, I don't know. I, right. I can't okay. speak for why they do that. Fair enough. I mean, I, I, I'm, sure that, I'm sure that it's situational. I, I'm sure that one yeah. person imports it for one reason and somebody else does sure. it for another. Sure. It could be price. It could be lack of knowledge. It could be, you know, it could be a lot of things. Um also, as long as, and this is under the new law, SB 423, if the you do provider. not have a criminal record, you are more than welcome to join this industry. There is nothing stopping you from getting involved with the medical marijuana movement if you would like to grow cannabis. All you have to do, like any other business, is, is obtain some clients or patients to name you as their provider and you can grow cannabis. This is... Uh, and instead of our local counties deciding that, our state government has decided that. And so you can do it anywhere in the state. Right. Um, 
uh, let's see here. Uh, these jobs do benefit the state. Um, the medical marijuana program uh, insists lawfully that you do produce your own cannabis, which creates those homegrown jobs. And, uh, of course, it's boosting our local economic um, value, essentially, the money that's being produced in the medical marijuana field. Um, one thing I think I should say about medical marijuana is I think that the list of reasons or qualifying conditions should be expanded upon. Absolutely. You, and I've said this many times that we, as a, as a cannabis uh, culture, we need to get away from the, the, the dying and the terminally ill and the cancer patients because people that are not terminally ill and people that don't have cancer also benefit from cannabis use. Right. I think um, what they're saying with that is that at the very least, those people should be able to. And I agree. At the very least, those people should be able to do whatever the hell they want, honestly. I mean, within, you know, a, a little reason, but... And when it comes to... to that's a shitty card to get dealt. And when know? it comes to prescription drugs and medical treatments, they can have whatever they would like. Right. And so that... that Not always assumed. in their benefit. Um, I, I, I want to tie in Dave's comment from episode 83, which is a, along the same thing. Um, he he doesn't agree with my views about legal weed. Right. Um, and Dave. he also says that I sound like another member of the I Got Mine group, which is prohibition. Right. So Dave says, I don't agree with the co-host about his views on legal weed. He sounds like another member of the I Got Mine group, which is prohibition. I'm not against the medical use and making that legal, but that doesn't fix the issue in any way, shape, or form. Let me stop you. Uh Yes. Um, I don't. Uh, what issue are we trying to fix? That was that. I, I'm not quite clear on the issue. Okay. Um, but go ahead. And you can always email info at hotboxpodcast.com. You can leave more comments on the, the uh, each episode post. There's forums. There's a whole m multitude of ways to to interact with this show and participate and discuss. So or call in or call in live right now four zero six two zero four four six eight seven. If you're Dave and you're listening, feel free. The platform is right there. Uh, after we get it legal, he says, for the medical folks, then the medical folks must help us get the rest of it fixed. Normal is for legalization of weed, not, quote, I got mine and so sorry about the rest of the people. Thanks, Dave. Dave, do you have a problem obtaining cannabis? Um, do you have a problem obtaining it legally? Dave's not here, man. I know, but if you listen to the show, right. um, normal is for the legalization of weed, and I am not a normal member. Um, I, I'm not involved with their uh, organization at all. Um, Justin Fenlight Brown says, "Fuck that, full legalization." You guys pitch this effort as a voter rights issue, which it is. But what about Shockley's bill that did away with same day registration? I'm not familiar with Shockley's bill. Who's Shockley? Shockley? Um, or, or is this Montana? Shockley? Uh, I'm, what am I, I, the thing I'm pitching as a voter rights issue is IR-124, which is, for the first time in Montana history, our legislative body uh, changed a voter initiative without putting the issue back to the voters. Um, which means that uh, this set precedent for other things as well. Uh, they could... Technically, with this precedent being set, they could immediately change laws on other things that maybe the citizens of Montana don't agree with, like like gun rights or hunting or fishing or or eminent domain bills, which they've already done. Um, 
And that's like you said, that's never happened before. It's, it isn't. It's that, never happened before. And so our vote was overridden by a hundred people, and the law was changed without consulting the voters. And so it is a voter rights issue. The the fact that the law got changed. Now the 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 idea of medical cannabis is, is not a voter rights issue. That is a human rights issue. Um, so the petition is a voter right issue, taking this issue, putting it back to the voters so that we are able to voice our opinions. Okay, here's what I found here. This is from theweedblog.com. Will Montana keep medical marijuana program? Uh, it says, my best friend is a registered patient in the Montana Medical Marijuana Program. I was on the phone with him earlier today, and he was surprised to hear about Montana Senator Jim Shockley's attempts to repeal the Montana Medical Marijuana Program. Uh, Jim Shockley is a Republican from Victor. Earlier this week, Senator Jim Shockley requested that a bill be created for the 2011 legislator, which would repeal the current law. Quote, it was a good idea, poorly executed, he said. I wouldn't want everybody growing prescription painkiller Percocet either. Percocet kills people all the time and is extremely addictive. Marijuana is not even close to Percocet, and comparing the two is simply ludicrous. Uh, there has been an uncontrolled. There's been uncontrolled use of the drug. Shockley said, "I think it breeds lawlessness." Senate, really? Because that's alcohol, if you ask me. When uh, does smoking pot breed lawlessness? Maybe because it's against federal law. That's the lawlessness. But part. what is that law based on? Uh, Complete BS, racism, and lies. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and just throw that one out. Senator Shockley claims that he doesn't want to stamp out medical marijuana completely. He just wants to repeal the current law and put his own in place. How convenient. I want to do that, too. Sounds very democratic <laughs> of you, Mr. Shockley. <laughs> Last time I checked, this is the blog, uh, politicians were elected by voters to carry out the will of the people. Considering Montana has one of the highest rates of medical marijuana participation in the country per capita, and also considering the fact that the law was approved by voters by an overwhelming margin, wouldn't the evidence clearly show that the people of Montana want medical marijuana the way it is now? You would think... In a rare occurrence, there is actually opposition coming from within the medical marijuana community itself. Tom Dobear of Helena, who helped lead the fight to legalize medical marijuana in Montana, said, quote, The law does not need to be repealed, but it definitely needs to be fixed. Uh, I completely agree that all growing and dispensing needs to be heavily monitored by the state. According to the previously cited article, Dobear said some medical marijuana promoters, namely Jason Christ, uh, are cynically exploiting flaws in the law. Dobear called those a factory circus clinic and said such behaviors are nails in the coffin of this law and disrespecting the genuine needs of worthy patients. Now, you have people exploiting every law under the sun. That's people. It's same with computer hacking. If a human creates the code, there will be another human that can reverse engineer it crack the code, break the encryption, what have you. That's just, that's how it is. That's the give and the take, the ebb and the flow, whatever you want to call it. That's, that's how it is. So it goes on here. Uh, I recently had to go to my primary physician, uh, and the process was very typical of an average doctor visit. Now, this is not the doctor that signs the medical marijuana forms for this person. Uh, he was there for hand pain. <laughs> 
I waited in the lobby for about 20 minutes for the doctor to be ready, uh, after which I was directed to a smaller room for more waiting. The nurse took my blood pressure, jotted some notes, then left me alone in the room. After another 10 minutes of waiting, my primary physician popped in, asked me what was wrong, wrote a prescription for some nasty painkillers, and told me to come back if I had any problems. How much time did I actually spend talking with my primary physician? About six minutes. The entire process took more like 45 minutes, but as far as FaceTime with the uh, doctor, it was six to eight minutes tops. So my question to the Montana Board of Medical Examiners is this. How is my typical experience any different than what goes on at, at a Montana Caregivers Network clinic? From what I can tell, the MCN cuts out a lot of the BS and gets straight to the point. If my primary physician cut out all of the BS and streamlined his process, he would be seeing just as many people a day as Dr. Patricia Cole. I don't think that Dr. Cole should be penalized for being efficient. She's merely providing a valuable service that people obviously want. What's wrong with that? So what's up, Jim Shockwee? I mean... 150 plus cards in a weekend and Montana neocons in the legislature don't like it, then that's their problem, he says. Hey, if you don't like it, then get out. I mean, we all, we all have to live here together. We all have to get along. We all have to, you know, make this work, right? We have to try to make it work. Right. At the best we can. And I mean, Canada's 60 miles. Like, it really is. It's right there. It really is. Like, it's spitting distance. Um, let's wrap up with these comments really quick. And yeah. So um, the the I got mine thing is I do have an hourly paid position, and I do volunteer 30 hours minimum a week. Is your job fighting for making uh, you do that, though? No. Like, is that – you're no. doing that out of your own free will. Right. Okay. I, I work, I work uh, my hours at work, and then on top of those, I volunteer my time uh, for these different movements. The petition, right. the MTCIA, those kinds of things. Um, those are not paid positions. Um and and I don't want to uh, start a fire necessarily, but the the I got mine uh, comment, and I've never heard that before. These comments, and so uh, is it that you you are more than will will? Uh, let me see here. You are more than welcome to get involved in this as well, so that you can get yours. Um, you can volunteer with the MTCIA. Are you collecting signatures? Uh, you know what. Well, you, that's what I don't. I guess I don't get about what I have and you don't. Um, you it, need the choice to be able to get yours or not. And, and if the, you want to, then sure. If and not, the choice then is out there. Like I said, right. this industry is open to anyone under and under this new law, you can't have a criminal record. But under the old law, being involved in the medical cannabis industry was open to everyone. As long as you could pick up a patient. If you were over the age of 18, you could become a caregiver or a provider and start growing cannabis legally. So if you would like to get yours, again, I'm not very clear on exactly what that means, but... And see, Justin Fanlight Brown says that sucks. The MTCI should pay its people. They'd probably perform better. No shit. I agree. I like Justin Fan. Now, yeah, pay us, please. Please, pay We me. should also get paid to do this show and everything else. But you... The MTCIA uh, currently owes uh, our attorney. Gets I was going to say, if we weren't sixty thousand dollars, if they and weren't so, so busy paying these outrageous attorney fees, maybe the attorney should volunteer. 
Hmm? Yeah, right. And then you get the attorney to volunteer, and then you can pay all of us ants, all yeah. of us worker bees. Right. Uh, there In Flathead Valley, there are 140 signature gatherers. I'll tell you what. I need to go back to high school and kick my counselor's ass for not telling me, hey, kid, be a lawyer. For real. I Right? Yeah, I'm in the real. wrong business, man. I Wow. $7,000 a day. Really? $7,000 a day. Wow. Yeah, isn't wow. that awesome? And people come to you and they're like, "Help me with this." And you're yeah. like, yeah, "Throwing okay. money at you." I know. Yeah, that's mind blowing. I'm telling you, if you're in school right now, be a lawyer. It sucks and you lie all the time, but man, if you can sleep and live with yourself, do it. Um. So all the MTCIA positions are volunteer. Um. There, there may be a paid position or two, but it's certainly not. The people uh, on the street that streets. we know, they're probably the individuals organizing, and right. I can't really speak to say that there is is a paid position. Uh, the MTCIA is a nonprofit group, and they run completely off donations, and so there's not really enough money to pay everybody. Right? Uh, there's not enough money to pay our lawyer because um, the lawyer is busy getting his <laughs> you know yeah right no uh, if anything if we should be mad at anyone it's him for getting his and getting a whole bunch of it and taking a little bit of all of ours to add to uh, his so if you would like he to has be able to us. grow cannabis legally in the state of montana search for montana medical marijuana go to the department of health and human services website and print off the provider application form Fill it out and send it into the state. Pick up a patient and start growing cannabis. There you go. Get yours. Provide it. Get and then if you do that, please get involved and help us collect signatures and do the rest of it so yeah. you can get yours. There you go. All right. Let's let's uh, let's move on to some uh, petition mailing list news. Uh, this is Yellowstone County is banning medical marijuana storefronts. And the question is, hey, why are you still trying to fight us? What is... Uh, did you not get the memo? Like we're all down with this cause and you're there kind of just doing your own thing. And I, ha I kind of have a problem with that. Uh, so far this week through sheer grit and determination, they've collected over 800 signatures at the booth at the Montana fair in Billings. Uh, in fact, perhaps the city and County officials in Billings should take note. Their city has provided the most signatures to the campaign of all the other cities in Montana. That's the will of the people. Now it's not all going as smooth as this. Uh, we have some, some negative things here. The fair board in miles city met last week and quote, decided that they would not even sell us a booth to collect signatures in the Mile City. Despite the presence of other nonprofits and political booths, voters' rights are apparently a disdainful topic in Mile City. Uh, if you want, you can call Linda Wolf at 406 234 5779 and ask her why patience for reform, not repeal, is so offensive that it got banned from the fair. Is that nice? They had money to pay for the booth? Who are you to say yes and no? Is it okay Linda if Wolf? I go there and preach religion? Can I can I'm I sure preach Jesus at yes, there? Yes, you can. Can I preach Satan there? Yes. Can I it. preach pro-abortion tactics doubt there? It. So that's Linda Wolf. I need to call. Yeah, call Linda Wolf. Um, some patience for reform, not repeal. Um, God, I really feel like they got off on the wrong foot. I really think it should be Montanans for 
reform. Right. You're almost narrowing because, that. Yeah, it's it's not just of... patients that want reform. It's other Montanans that aren't patients feel that the medical marijuana industry should have some reform. Not right. repealed, but it should be different. And so I don't just a side note. And uh, some of you might be wondering why that the uh, MTCIA and all the these petitions uh, people are not at certain places where you might expect them to be. Uh, it's been difficult, some areas more than others, of course. Some folks believe the First Amendment only applies to them and not us. First of all, rocking the rivers. We were told that a petitioner, if a petitioner was seen on the grounds, their bracelet would be cut off and they would be removed from said grounds, including the campgrounds. Unfortunately, the owners of the small business convenience store down the road felt the pressure and told us that while they didn't have an opinion... They felt that they would feel negative repercussions from allowing us to solicit signatures at their store. We understand the small business owners' fears, but abhor the hypocrisy of the Rock in the River management. That's why I'm not going to Rocking in the Rivers That's this year. why nobody should go to it this year. Yeah. Are you kidding me? It's the first time in a long time. Get the f- Wow. That I- and then the mob mentality of, hey... You uh, you gonna let them sign some uh, petitions? We gonna send Uncle Tony down there and break your fucking legs, eh? Get the fuck out of here! Like that's what they're doing. They're making them feel that pressure, and it's making them not want to do it. And Absolutely. that's messed up. That's not human rights. Yeah, that's what? human wrongs, Ian. <laughs> I do, I do agree. So I I know that I know that the not that it's gonna really hurt their their turnout, but I know that they lost two ticket sales for me and my girlfriend. Over just that. Um, I try my best to support industries that are either A, neutral, or B, support medical cannabis. And I try my best to not support businesses that take that stance. Exactly. And, and I let them do know the that. same if you want. And Absolutely. if you don't want to, then don't. Get Absolutely. yours. Or don't. Uh, and then any event at the Metra, M-E-T-R-A, in Billings, signature gatherers were removed from the area during the Motley Crue concert and subsequent events. And if anyone would have told Motley Crue about that, they would be outraged. You're doing what? <laughs> County fairs across the state, regardless of the fact that these are public events held on taxpayer property, We've been forcibly removed from many fairgrounds. In some areas, donations were raised to pay for a booth to be inside the fairgrounds. This is a terrible waste of precious financial resources to work a public event. How's we, the fair here? We are they had, down with us? Uh, they are. We do have a booth there. Um, it was. Uh, I think the total bill was four hundred and twenty-five dollars to have a booth. They put us at the very far end. We're the last booth at the fair. The furthest north booth. I mean, we're out in the North 40. You have there's not. It's not even really a high traffic area. They stuck us way out there. But they do allow us to walk around with our petition forms and ask you well, know people nice strolling around. R- right, which is which is oh, which thank is you, friendly. Massa. You know, sure, um, sure. But we did almost pay him five hundred dollars in order to do that. <laughs> wow. Speaking um, of getting yours, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, Uh, Then we have farmers markets. Some have been generous. Some in Billings have called police on our signature gatherers, even as they were walking inside the market, not soliciting signatures. Is it illegal to sign a petition? It is not illegal to sign a petition. Okay. Is it illegal? Like, what are you calling the cops? Like, I want to hear that 911 call. (gasps) Oh, my God. There's potheads here, and they have clipboards and pens. Oh, God, it's the humanity. <laughs> the kids, they 
Like, what are they saying? Really? Like, are they trying to rape you with the pen and clipboard? Get out of here. I, I, I don't understand. The Kalispell Farmer's Market does not want us there either. We have been chased off, uh, told the same thing. They're they just would, mad about they all those the who's, if who's we your were farmer there. stickers, probably. <laughs> That's why I made t-shirts to say that I'm your farmer, you know? <laughs> And I've got I, mine, and I've got yours. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> My grandmama's your farmer. <laughs> Literally. I know. Look, look at those sticks over there. Uh, Thanks, Grandma. I love you. Yeah. Uh, you're, yeah. Out you're, of Grandma's garden. Your grandmama's my new favorite grandmama. Yeah. And not, I'm not just saying that because mine died of cancer, but like for real, if my grandmama would have grown some sticks like this, you see there in camera one, Beautiful, man. <laughs> Mind-blowing. They're all right. I bet she would have took that cancer what for, except she didn't. I mean, it happens. I poured I, out enough liquor for both of us. It's okay. Yeah. Because I don't drink. My grandmother just... I buy liquor, and then I just pour it out all over the floor. She thinks the flowers are pretty. They are pretty. Literally. Except that's not exactly the part you want, but sure. No. No, that's the part of the flower. That's the part of the cast playing on. Oh, I mean, I those are like, the flowers. With, with no, she season. thinks that okay, she thinks gotcha. that a, a flowering cannabis plant is pretty. Like she literally thinks that it is a good looking plant, and that's that's why she grows it. Isn't, it is. Isn't that funny? I argue. Not. She breaks the law for aesthetics federally. Right. 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 I'm not trying to like put your grandma on blast here. <laughs> Nothing. Like no. Not at all. She feds just, knocking on the door. She thinks it's pretty. Where's the rest of the tie sticks, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> what? Don't talk to my grandma like that. <laughs> Shit. Seriously. My mima. Come on. Uh, Walmart. Don't even think about it. Well, that kind of goes without saying. Right. Uh, in downtown tonight, Missoula. Well, I don't know about tonight when this was written. Our signature gatherers were told they could stand by the toilets 50 yards away. From the actual event. You shitheads. But hey, everyone's got to pee and poo. Yeah. Right? At yeah. some point It's in time, actually probably a better I mean, it, place to stand because um, people are already taking a minute to true. go over there and do the thing. Unless they're doped they up on opiates, then maybe they're not peeing and pooing. Well, they're peeing, but they may not be pooing, but once a week. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, it, it stop up the system there, if you know what and I mean. If there was lines at the outhouses, then maybe you could get more signatures while people were waiting because right. there's nothing else better to do. Uh, and so I guess the point is that our First Amendment rights disappear if we don't insist on them. Petitioning the government in accordance with our own state constitution is the purest form of the First Amendment. It is shameful that even the police do not defend them. I asked the drug task force uh, yes, last night at the fair if they'd like to sign my petition. What'd they say? Well, after the the look, are of, they allowed to? First not of while all, they're on duty. Okay. And well, first of all, when I when I approached the drug task force booth, they have all these pamphlets sure. out on the table, like LSD and 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 methamphetamine and cannabis or marijuana and pot, and they have all these brochures out, you know. And so when I approached the booth and said, "Hey, hey guys, uh, my name's Ian. Have you folks had a, the opportunity to sign this petition?" Like this absolute look of surprise came over their face that I just had approached them because they knew what it was. And and after the surprise left their face, the the, the one guy said, well, I, we're on duty. We, we can't take any political stance. So I, I just asked what time they were off duty because I would come back. And he didn't really, really? like that either. I, I you know, I, and I didn't want to harass him, like, but well, really, I, mean, I pushed the envelope far enough. In my own opinion, was oh, like, oh, yeah, well, I'll come yeah. back when you're off duty, and which he was is, like, uh, we're not interested. Which is more than you're not interested in rights. 
Fair enough. Absolutely not. He's a Fair drug task force. He's not interested in our rights. Well, no, that's job insecurity Security. or something. <laughs> right, right. I'm not really sure about that. So uh, Justin Fenlight Brown says, what about the bars? You, you collect signatures at the bars? Yeah, you sure can. You know, it's, it's also funny that uh, um, the people in the bars, a lot of times their initial response is, oh, goddamn cannabis. No, I don't, I don't want to sign that. Absolutely not. But As they puke on themselves and right, get told then, to go home And then home if you me. just explain to them that while you're drinking your beer here, our legislative process has taken this law and changed it without, you know, consulting us about it. Right. So what's them to stop? What's to stop them other than the tavern association's power and money to, you know, limiting your alcohol use? That usually gets them to sign the petition. That'll do it. That'll do it. So, uh, Justin Fanlight Brown again says. So, is there any chance you guys are going to get the fifteen percent? Uh, yeah, last no. week uh, I was saying that if if all yes, of my signature gatherers could collect, and this is really how it worked, if everybody could collect two signatures a day, five days a week, we would have our fifteen percent. Boom. That's not even all that difficult. Um, if if everybody would do that, there are a lot of people that haven't collected any signatures yet, and, and of course, a lot that have. Damn you for wasting your own time to get trained. I know. Like, why, why would you do you, that? What, if you're gonna to go, keep up appearances, is that important? Yeah, I, I guess they want to be involved, but they don't actually want to do anything. But there are other individuals then that are start a podcast like me. <laughs> Come on, I'm the master of that. Um, there's a lot of people that are collecting way more than two signatures a day right. to hopefully compensate for that. Which is key. Um, we have six weeks of gathering left, and we are halfway there. And we've only had the petition for five weeks. so Not bad. Uh, is there a chance? Not great. Absolutely a chance. Um, but uh, And he uh, says it has, tough. It, sorry, it has to be a certain percentage of districts. Correct. Right? Uh, there are 100... Senate districts in Montana, and we have to have 15% of the registered voters in 51 of those districts. Um, and right now, it's the western part of Montana that we're counting on the most. Eastern Eastern Montana is, is, has been kind of a tough animal to get involved in. Um, because nobody lives there? No, I'm kidding. Sorry, Eastern Montana. It's, no offense, it's not, but it's, it's not, kind of... It's a, not that nobody lives there. Uh, Indian and, reservations and or... I actually I don't know the specific reasons of why it's been hard to motivate individuals to take this by the reins over there, but it's been difficult for people to do that. So well, that'll happen. That'll happen. All right, uh, let's move on here. We have some questions, uh, concerns posed in the Montana Providers Card Status. This is a Facebook group. I'm sure you can search or ask someone for an invite. And uh, you'll you'll get in there. This says, concerns and questions from a fellow zone coordinator. I would like to share the struggle that one of the county captains is facing now. He has had a caregiver speak with him to let him know that his previous 20-plus patients would like to sign the petition against SB 423. They got together, and the caregiver gave my captain the contact info for those patients he said were more than willing to sign the petition. My captain then tried to contact those patients who didn't even want anything to do with my captain. My captain, oh captain. Uh, because this is someone they do not know. A lot of those patients provided by that caregiver are not w even willing to let anyone know they hold their medical marijuana cards or that they're willing to sign the petition. 
Does anyone have any ideas on just how we should deal with the people in this situation? I told my captain to try and speak with the caregiver again and see if he would contact the patients and let them know who my captain is and why he would be contacting them, or to see if even maybe that caregiver would be willing to travel alongside my captain as he personally visits these patients. Any ideas, people, because we're losing folks in a bad way here. We need everyone on board with this that we can. I have the solution. Um, instead of all of this time spent by this captain contacting all of these, and the time it would take this individual to contact these 20 patients, he could train the caregiver to collect the signatures himself. Right. Uh, a one-on-one training takes 15, 20 minutes or so. Sure. And so in those 15 or 20 minutes, he could train that caregiver to go to his 20 or so patients and collect the signatures himself. And that's echoed here in Not the comments. Not only that. Good Not idea. only that, but he could collect other signatures other than exactly. his little circle of people. Exactly. Again, I think Reach a lot. Out. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of people don't understand again what this petition is about, and that right. people that are for and against cannabis, this they should be signing this petition. Everybody should sign this petition so that you you know so that we can put this back on the ballot so we can vote fairly. On it. Yeah. If you're against it, sign the petition. If you're for it, sign the petition. And in November of 2012, go That's out right. and we'll vote take it to the your ring. Opinion. Exactly. So just just train train the caregiver. Uh, it takes 15 minutes to train somebody to go collect signatures. 15, right. 20 minutes. Right. If you have a if you have a group of, of 10, 15 people, it maybe takes an hour to train everybody because of questions and going over things. You know the, that kind of stuff. It's it's not very difficult to become a signature gatherer, and it's not too late either. Right. And that's someone here says, I'm not going to name names, but if you go on Facebook, you can find it yourself. I suggest the caregiver train to gather signatures and obtain them himself. There you go. There's no reason the captain should have to travel to places the caregiver is going anyways. The damage is already done. The caregiver should have informed the patients prior to this happening. Patients are scared and I can't blame them a bit. Uh, Another one says he refuses to carry a petition, but is willing to give up the contact info of those that are interested in signing. Uh, another one says, everyone willing to make money as a caregiver has no freaking right to say I refuse to give up an hour, an hour to get trained and make available the very petition set to protect his earnability and availability. With a small sense of protection by his state, it outrages me. This person is nothing more than a drug dealer and is not what I fight for, and I will continue to fight until ass... Your spelling is <laughs> appalling. Uh, assholes <laughs> like that can be weeded out uh-huh, through the consumer's opinions that make or break... Uh, He's getting his, though. Small he got his. Is nationwide. He got his. Anyway... Uh, Justin Fenlight Brown says, anyone have any info on that chick trying to get legalization on the ballot? Which chick would that be? The lady that's starting the other petition just to legalize cannabis in the state. Um, is it smart? Her, Didn't we learn our lesson about dividing up these numbers? Well, like, is hopefully, that... and I think that the idea behind her petition mm-hmm. is to start it after we're done with ours. Ah, that would be better. Because um, you don't want to confuse people. You don't want, you know, like... It, Good luck. I, it's it, this sure. has been a serious fight, and we have thousands of volunteers out doing this, and even more thousands in money out. And I guess it's not all about Donations, the money, but unless you're a lawyer, sure. all of these things that have gone into this petition. Um, mm, 
so good luck to to that lady. Hey, Ian, that good luck to all of us. Yeah, I hope you know? she gets hers. I hope she gets hers, and I hope she gets enough that she can uh, give give me a little. I, and you guys, I'm uh, banking on everyone else getting theirs, and then having the humanity to share theirs with me because I'm a likable guy. Joe, Dave, I'm really using the got yours thing and and as lightheartedly as possible. This is a fun show. I don't know if you know this or not, but we're actually all going to go drink Kool-Aid and kill ourselves. I think the comet is on time, and uh, we'll see you all on the hail bop. Okay. Uh, Real quick, I know (laughs) you got it. that's on video. Thank you. (laughs) Don't ever run for office. That'll come Uh, back. (laughs) That's worse Uh, than your package in a pair of boxer briefs. (laughs) hotboxpodcast.com slash live you can watch the video of me being a jackass alright I know you gotta get out of here real quick Uh, we talked about the county banning medical marijuana storefronts not nice Yellowstone County if you live there and smoke pot I suggest you move in other news the genetic code of cannabis has been reportedly unlocked or cracked if you will Uh, this is coming out of a small Massachusetts based company they say they have successfully sequenced a marijuana plant paving the way for more research into the therapeutic effects of cannabis including its potential for treating cancer and inflammatory diseases this is uh, the research is done by medicinal genomics Uh, published the raw sequence strings at midnight. The company's findings have not yet undergone peer review. Medicinal Genomics put up the data on Amazon.com's EC2 cloud computing system, the more than 131 billion bases of sequence, which is believed to constitute the largest known gene collection of the cannabis genome so far, will be made available to the scientific public sometime this fall. The breakthrough also raises the possibility that researchers will eventually be able to are you ready? Weed out uh, the psychoactive effects of pot smoking has on people while enhancing the medicinal aspects of cannabis. Not while it's Schedule 1, though, sucker. What's up now? I'll ban that ass. Uh, yeah, you can't be doing that. Yeah, it's only happenstance, but Medicinal Genomics is headquartered both in Marblehead, Massachusetts, and Amsterdam, where the company's research facilities are found. Quote, This is the beginning of a more scientific approach to the genetics of the species, Richard Gibbs, director of the Human Genome Sequencing Center at the Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, said. This is not really about marijuana. It's about pharmacology. And there you go. So, pretty interesting. Uh, Doing a little marijuana genome sequencing. All about that stuff. Uh, Real quick, we have a Michigan attorney being a dick, as they tend to do. Um, this is from Morgan Fox of the MPP says, have you ever noticed how prohibitionists in power keep fighting medical marijuana by saying that it's out of control and somehow causing a breakdown in society, endangering the public, sending the wrong message to kids, etc. Have you also noticed that they will freely spend time and taxpayer money trying to undermine medical marijuana programs and restrict the rights of patients? We're seeing it in Arizona with Governor Jan Brewer's egregious lawsuit to interfere with her state's voter-approved medical marijuana law. Huh. Sounds familiar. It, it really does. Isn't that creepy? It's, Is that like a, it's a pattern. Deja vu. Wow. Wake up, guys. Unplug yourselves I, in the Matrix. One thing about uh, 
all of this mm-hmm. is after this next legislative season, clearly I think, getting. I theirs. think the individuals that have been involved in in, in this whole process are should, fired. Well, yes. no, but they should keep. I meant the volunteers and the people that are doing all of these things. They should really oh. keep the option open to start their own consulting firm, right? To, to get involved in other people's problems and, and uh, quote unquote help, because right. there are all sorts of organizations that quote unquote want to help our movement for an obscene amount of money. Right. They could so go to Mothers keep, Against Drunk Driving and be like, you want us to bring your kid back from the dead? Pay us. We'll yeah, absolutely. So, so think about in that in the future, uh, that you may be able to become a political activist for another group as a paid position. There you go. If you don't want to go try to pass the bar, <laughs> you can go just get drunk at the bar and then tell people how to live. That's what I was made for. It's my calling. Uh, so, longtime medical marijuana foe Bill Schwett, Attorney General of Michigan, has announced his plans to introduce legislation this fall that would supposedly stop the abuse of the medical marijuana system there. Hold on. Aren't law enforcement supposed to enforce the laws, not make them? We'll save that for another time. The main focus of the as-yet-unfinished bill will be curbing the amount of drugged driving accidents by severely limiting the ability of medical marijuana patients to drive a car. Now, this is ridiculous, and from the press release, quote, Schwett noted confusing inconsistencies between the Michigan Motor Vehicle Code and the Michigan Medical Marijuana Act must be eliminated to preserve safety on Michigan roadways. That's interesting, because if you have THC or marijuana in your system, are you impaired? Simply, this is correlation causation. Simply having it in your system does not equal impairment. Well, yes, because when they do a urine test, they are not testing for the psychoactive ingredient in cannabis. They're, or the blo- in the blood. And well, in blood, you can actually test for the psychoactive ingredient, which is tetrahydrocannabinol tetra- right. 9. Mm-hmm. Um, but doing a urine test, they're actually testing for a non-psychoactive element of cannabis right. that can stay in your system for weeks. THC stays in your bloodstream for three to five days. Depending. And really, the only way to test for impairment is with a blood test. And blood tests are... Well, can't you just talk to the guy? Is he fucked up? Well, then he's impaired. If not, then be on your way, citizen. Be well. Right, but there are people that are pretty experienced on keeping their straight face. You know, when I went got my driver's license, when I went and got my driver's license, I like smoked two bowls and took six shots before I went to the DMV, just to make sure. Well, no, so I'm so when I got my picture taken at the DMV, I was tossed. I mean, like (laughs) half cockeyed. Like I look fucked up. So if the so when the police officer looks at my driver's license, my hair is kind of fucked up. I'm like (laughs) little cockeyed. Yeah, I just. I'm drooling in the picture, and then he looks at me, and my if I look the same, my... it's oh, like wow. he's like, "Oh, all right, well, you're this free guy... to go." Yeah, he, this guy's he, he a mess looked... all the time. It's <laughs> yeah. fine; just be yeah. on your way, citizen. Yeah, be well. My eye color is tequila. That's brilliant. <laughs> Sweat side statistics recently released by the Michigan State Police, which indicate that marijuana-related fatalities remain the most common drug-related automobile fatality. Really? Because here it's alcohol. That's interesting, Michigan. I didn't know people were getting high on pot and dr- and driving and killing people. 
How about you quit fudging your data? I wonder if they have any empirical truthful. evidence. I'm going to say probably not. If they have empirical evidence, it would be Check the only out. empirical evidence stating that. Quote, driving with marijuana in your system is unsafe and jeopardizes the safety of our roadways, said Schwett. If you take drugs, don't take the wheel. That's interesting, Schwett, because I have proof to the contrary. What an idiot. Most, How do you get your job? I, I'm blown away. I think in that portfolio that we put together, that I put together, has some good data about that. That a lot of uh, injury-producing traffic accidents, there is cannabis in the individual's system, but it's usually in... in there's also other substances in their system. I know people... And if you yeah, single it, out... Yeah. If you single out uh, injury-producing traffic accidents that involve only cannabis then there's not really any empirical data. You have data. no leg to stand on, right. so to speak. But cannabis is detected in many injury-producing Correlation causation. In, in cohorts with other substances That's a logical well. fallacy, dude. It's... Wow. Michigan, I'm sorry that you have to deal with sweat. It's a stinky business. All right. And uh, let's see. Oh. oh, please. I got to roll. Okay. Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up then. So, oh, and the last thing, Washington, D.C., 13 years later, is now finally starting to accept applications for medical marijuana cultivation centers. 13 years in the making. <laughs> Let's hear it for Washington, D-fucking-C. They were just waiting for Montel to get on board with that. Oh, right. Well, I mean, once he wanted I mean, to open case. a center there, they're like, oh, yes, somebody. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. Montel. Will you be doing shows Black there? president, black caregiver, nice. done. Hey, black don't crack, my man. Am I right or am I right? All right. Well, Ian, as always, it's been a, a little special slice of heaven. <laughs> uh, enjoy your time out at the fair getting yours. Getting my signatures, baby. Uh, get some for me while you're out there. <laughs> That's what and, I'm doing. Uh, you guys, uh, next show, when can they expect us? Just follow twitter.com slash hotboxpodcast. Next, next Thursday. As far as I know. Yeah, okay. next Thursday. Uh, like us on Facebook. You'll know I always post on Facebook and Twitter and my Facebook. You can find me. I'm Matt Lee. Ian Baker, you can find him on the Facebooks. Uh, we have a hotbox group. We have hotboxpodcast.com slash forums. When the show is not live, you can actually call and leave a message, 406-204-4687. Uh, and uh, Joe, Dave, let's talk. I, I like the feedback. Anybody else? I like this. This yeah. is cool. It's this more cool. fun if it's real time, if you call in or leave a message. But hey, you can email and we'll read it on the show. Go to hotboxpodcast.com. Each episode there has a comment section. We can have a little back and forth right there. Fuck yeah. In the public, I will not moderate comments unless it's spam. But like, I'm not going to be like, ooh, he said something bad about pot. Delete. Like, what's on there is on there, and it's permanent. So keep that in mind. Write on the internet like it's in marker, not pencil, because it will not go away. And if you try to run for president one day, it'll come back to bite you in the ass. So, uh, Ian, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. You uh, too. Email info at hotboxpodcast.com, and we'll see you guys next Thursday. Peace out. If you like you weed, like weed, where, where you need to be. <laughs> If you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the podcast.